Welcome to episode two of Etc. Etc. with Young Southpaw. That's moi, me if you don't got your French tongue on. This week we've got the world-renowned comedian, author, all-round rocker, Mr. Dave Hill. Dave does, among other podcasts, History Fluffer, which I think is the funniest podcast out there. I mean, he talks about being a rather significant part of some major events of the past century, like... Opening CBGBs, founding ABBA, starting the Woodstock Festival, hanging out with Carl Lagerfeld and Andy Warhol. It's excellent, man. Give it a listen. He's also written some very funny books and is quite knowledgeable about 80s hard rock, which leads us to our discussion today. Bring it on. I'm ready. So I'm here today with Mr. Dave Hill. How you doing today, Dave? Really great. Uh, what do what do I call you? Young or young Southpaw or Southpaw? Uh, any anything you like. Or, uh, Southpaw sounds good. Okay, I'll go with that. I'm doing pre- I'm doing pretty well. You dropped from great to well after you found out how you could just call me Southpaw. I think yeah. I'm just you know kind of getting getting my focus back on the day. You know. Gotcha. Um, but I'm mostly good. Oh, shoot. What was that? I'm going to call this guy back. It is a phone call that came in. I thought it sounded like some coffee beans being grinded. Your phone doesn't do that, though. No, it was just my... It it was like I have this uh, whimsical old car horn on my phone as my ringer. So when I get calls, you know, I seem eccentric or something. Yeah, yeah, people know I'm fun. Though, uh, I never have the ringer on unless I'm alone, because I, I'm staunchly anti-ringer. Yeah, I always wanted to have Iron Maiden's The Trooper, that opening riff as my ringtone, but then I realized I never have my, my ringer on to even hear it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm the same way. I'm very anti-ringer. You won't find anyone more against ringtones than uh, than than me. Than you? Than I. I'll have to search to try and prove that theory. But yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take would, your would, word for yeah, it for now. Look into it. Yeah, very against them. Super against them. From way back. Way back. All the way. Ask around. Oh yeah, ask around. Anyone? Anyone will tell you. That's like the one, the main thing. I think people know about me is my disdain for ringtones. I hope that's the first line on your Wikipedia page. Yeah, has great disdain for ringtones. Any and all. Yeah, I I don't think there's any point in them. Unless you're like setting your phone down and you're all alone, as I so often am. Well, that sounds Um, sad. Anyway, I'm actually rarely alone, I should say. I'm uh, usually with my sweet Lou. Ah. Well, I mean, the word alone is in a song by a band I wanted to discuss with you from their second album. But Who's I, that? Well, uh, I'll get to it in a second, because, uh, you know, you, you have quite a few podcasts going. And too many. Too many. I need to kill some. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to kill some podcasts very soon. We got History Fluffer, which I, I, is my favorite podcast, man. That's hilarious. Of all podcasts? Of or all just podcasts, podcasts. I would put that out right now. In life. Whew. You're saying of all podcasts in the world? 
Yeah, I, that's the one I dig the most, I think. I mean, besides my own. Thank you. And yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's fun to do. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. And on a recent episode, you and Jim Biederman posited the idea of an all-docking podcast. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, is it? I not, mean, you figure there have to be several docking fans who would listen. Yes. And they are the at band the I was referring least. to with Alone Again from the second album, Tooth and Nail. Oh, yes. The ballad. Tooth and Nail. <laughs> but I think it's the, the, an all-docking podcast could be what the world needs right now. I would be rad and it bold. Might, you know, we live in crazy times. A little, an all docking podcast might be what unites us as a people. I, I believe so. I mean, because I've got some questions. Maybe you could address them on the podcast. I mean, I've always wondered, do you think Dockin ever had a, a doctor in his family? You know, like Dr. Dockin. Oh, probably. I mean, yeah, it's a long lineage. I mean... There's only one way to find out. We should hop on the Google machine, see what they have to say. Like, what kind of doctor would he be? I mean, you think tooth and nail, maybe he's one of those half-dentist, half-podiatrists, you know? But then you got, like, breaking the chains and under lock and key, that implies some sort of psych ward. And again, like, Beast oh. from the East, maybe he's a veterinarian. Like, some sort of expert in panda bears or something. You raise a good point. I gotta get this is I'm gonna get Googling. Uh Dr. Dawkin Dr. Dawkin, please. To the ER. We have a rock and roll emergency. Oh. I just choked for some reason. Doctor Yes. Is there a doctor in the house? Really? Yes. Yeah, Dr. Priya Dawkin in Littleton, Colorado. I believe she's a pediatrician. Wow. And uh, for trauma and surgery, you're going to want to see Brooke A. Dawkin, Dr. Seth Dawkin, an optometrist in Staples, Minnesota. And that's a power trio right there. You know, I mean, what, oh, what, yeah. what would they call themselves? That's, that's the problem. Dawkin. Mm, it's a strong name. My girlfriend says I pronounce Dawkin wrong, but I, did, I think she pronounces it wrong. How would you pronounce it? I say Dawkin. She says at a different like dog dog i can't even do it how she said it's not it's very i say very the same subtle. as you right docking i think so i mean there are no you know? room lots right that would, that would be confusing i mean they started no. off in germany missed opportunity if you ask me yeah over all the letters totally I mean, wouldn't it have been crazy, though? You know, remember that Thompson twin songs, Dr. Doctor? I mean, that would have been rad if that was actually Dr. Dockin, you know? I mean, maybe it was when they were writing it as a demo. I don't know. But I think they should have, they missed a trick there. That's the comeback that they, the comeback the world needs. The Dockin comeback. So, I mean, there's plenty to be addressed on an all Dockin podcast. This, uh, you speak the truth. Thank you. Young Southpaw. Southpaw tries. Now, this Southpaw succeeds. Excellent. High five. Oh, yeah. So this upcoming year is the Chinese year of the rat. But not only that, it's oh, the yeah. year of the metal rat. So do you think this is going to be the year we finally see, like, all the original still living members of rat, like, back together as the whole that we once knew? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, 
I would like to, I mean, I guess I'm kind of, uh, with Rat, I've seen them fairly recently with Warren Martini, uh, Bobby Blotzer, and Stephen Piercy in the lineup. Oh. Carlos Cavazzo of Quiet Riot in the on the other guitar, because, of course, as you acknowledged, uh, Robin Crosby is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, and they were great, and uh, they delivered in being Rat, which is all I wanted, and I think I'm ready to move on. Oh, really? With, uh, I think, you know... Maybe that's a piece I have to make with myself. Yeah, sometimes you just got to be like, I'm rat. I'm not going to, you know, let them live their lives. I do think the current, the Juan Cruchet, Stephen Piercy version of rat that's out there is pretty stupid. I will say that. Oh. Not afraid to say it. Man. But that might be the only rat I would get to see in this day and age. In the year of the Yeah, but they, you know, they have all scab fake rats basically yeah i mean rat without warren Martini is like come on no thanks sister exactly lucy's whining about it she's so upset she popped up at this yeah well that's what i was thinking though like maybe instead of like the whole rat coming back together maybe it would go the other way and there'd be like an infinite number of rats like everyone like people who weren't even in the band would be having like their own version of rat like you could have like Cristiano Ronaldo's rat or like Kate Nash's rat or like David Lynch's rat or like and you and I could have our own versions of rat you know like I would like to see that actually that would be um David Lynch's rat is uh Lucy go, just lie down go ahead lie down go ahead you're good sorry Lucy's uh I think she's invested in this whole rat thing ooh excellent as you can imagine who can blame her? You know, on that first EP, Rat had that song, Walking the Dog, you know? But I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, a rat can't walk a dog. I mean, it's a huge difference in size, you know? Like, even with a small dog and a giant rat, you know? I mean, has Lucy ever been walked by a rat? I don't believe so. You raise a good point. These are This is a valid uh, argument. Would she consider being walked by a rat? I. She might, you know? She's very game for good times. Nice. So it wouldn't surprise me if she consented to that sort of thing. What type of music does Lucy like? She likes electronica mostly. Whoa. That's one thing we disagree on. So she might have like a synth pop version of Rat if she were to... She might, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I would like to see that. That's kind of her thing, her jam. She likes symphonic death metal a little bit. Whoa. But yeah, she's, but you know, it's, it, you'd be surprised how much, how little music she li- she uh, listens to voluntarily. But when she does, it's electronic. Oh, big time. Big time. I just had one more thought on her. Actually, I probably have many more thoughts on her. But I was thinking about like their album titles, sort of like tell a story, you know? Like, on the EP, they introduced themselves just with Rat. Yeah, here we are. You think you're tough. Yeah. That was on the uh, the first EP, the one that started it all. Yeah. On the strip. And then, like, this rat emerges out of the cellar on the first full length. And then it's invading some woman's privacy. 
And then it goes out dancing undercover. You know, but I, what undercover as what? Like a mouse? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You raise a, these are all, you know, you've got me thinking. I'll give you that. Thank you. That's, that's what I aim for. I mean, you know, these are mysteries. I mean, like, even in like round and round, you know, he says, I'll tell you why, but he never does. Oh, he doesn't, does he? probably what makes it such a timeless hit like people just keep going back wanting to know looking for clues like that robert palmer song oh yeah wow you don't really hear uh it's rarely mentioned robert palmer yeah i mean that that looking for clues video is crazy. i mean i mean no he is mentioned let me let me amend that statement looking for clues that was like his before he had uh you know, simply irresistible. Yeah, and uh, love. addicted to love. All those, all those hits. But yeah, looking for clues. I remember that one. That was a Stone Cold Jam. Oh yeah, two videos. I would argue too. it's my favorite. Really? He I, made yeah. two videos for looking for clues. There's an American and a UK one. I believe that's the divide. But there's one where he's like going down a hallway and a white hallway and like all these crazy, like human-sized creatures are like popping out of doorways it's wild oh interesting i gotta get you've got i've got to get googling now yeah i'll be honest i didn't know this all right and now i'm gonna lose i'm gonna lose this is the sort of thing i lose a whole day to i'll be honest i know i know well let's let's bring us back into like look with what you're doing like last year you put out a book about your relationship with canada a very funny book i enjoyed it very much thank um, you very much Tell me a bit, like, about Canada. Like, the word is, like, all A's. Like, half the letters in the word are A. Like, what's going on there? You're right. And it's weird. Like, now I'm realizing, like, I didn't even address that. Oh. What's wrong with me? But it got me thinking, though, you know, like, AAA, you know. I mean, like, the motor vehicle service. I mean, it's probably no wonder that one of the greatest Canadian songs of all time is Red Barchetta. Wait, are you lost me. I mean, I agree that it's one of the greatest greatest Canadian songs of all time, but the uh, the logic. Oh, there's there's three A's in the word Canada, but there's only two in Red Barchetta, right? But, but you would call AAA if your car broke down. That was my logic. Wait, but is a Barchetta a car? Isn't it? Isn't that the whole thing of the song? I don't know. I mean, I'm outing myself as a very casual. Oh rush listener i have to say we can cut this bit if you don't want i'm ashamed to admit Uh, no let the people know so like i was gonna ask you like the book is called parking the moose but you probably didn't even think of calling it parking the red barchetta that's the follow-up nice nice now you do mention voivod quite a few times in the book which i thought was great i hadn't heard them mention in quite a while thank you yeah they they got very pro voivod they had two V's in their name, which is rad. They do, yeah. Looks great on a t-shirt. Have you ever read any Thomas Pynchon? No. He uses V a lot. But I'm, his, aware, I'm aware of who he is. His first novel's called V, and then second one's Gravity's Rainbow. He's got the V in there. And he often names his villains with a V, like Brock Vond or Scarsdale Vibe. So like the V has you know a villain thing going on, which I thought is very, it's very metal to have that in a band. Have two, you know. Did did they play flying yeah. bees? Who Voivod? Yeah. I last time I saw them, no. 
Um, but uh, it's possible. Do you have a flying another V? Time. I do. I have two of them. Whoa! Like in Voivod. Yeah, I don't mess around. No, it I'm all happen. in. Yeah. Yeah, I. I was just ripping solos on a flying V earlier today. Nice. It's just how I live my life. I have, I'm looking at my, one of my flying Vs right now. Whoa! Is it the Randy Rhodes one or the Michael Schechner one? Uh, no, it's a... What is it? It is... It's a Dunnable... Uh, it's called an asteroid, technically. Ooh. Um, but, yes. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted one, you know... But I thought it might get confusing because, like, a guitar has six strings, but V is five in Roman numerals. I mean, did you have any trouble with that? Oh, like mentally? Yeah. I couldn't get my head around it. No, I was okay. Whew. I didn't dwell on it. I mean, now I didn't have a problem, I should say, but now I might. Uh-oh. Or, you know, it might take you to some, like, crazy, like, you know, Phrygian scales that you hadn't thought of playing before. Like, you know, let's try and stay positive. Oh. I didn't mean to, you know. Yeah, yeah, that could be pretty cool. I'm not, like, big on the Phrygian scale. No. Nah. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I, I want uh, everyone to be happy. So, I'm, you know, if someone wants to rip, you know, probably Buckethead or someone could probably... And maybe Alex Skolnick. I remember him talking about them when uh, Testament's practice. I know Alex Skolnick. Really? Well, I, hope I'm gonna, I think I'm going to see him. I think I'm going to see him next week, actually. Nice. So weird you invoked him, because I, I do believe I'm going to see him very soon. Excellent. What's he doing now? He plays in a little band called Testament. Oh, he's back with Testament. I know he had a bunch of, like, he did some jazz records on his own. Yeah, he's back with Testament. Make no mistake. He's in Testament, and uh, and then, yeah, he does jazz as well. Excellent. Now, we're talking about Canada, but you yourself come from Ohio, which has an incredible rock and roll pedigree. I mean, you got, like, Guided by Voices, oh, totally. Afghan Wigs, Devo, The Dead Boys, Kim Deal, Chrissy Hind. I mean, what is it about the state that just breeds such great rock and roll? Uh, it's an interesting question. I don't know. I'd have to say I don't know. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, there's space and it's not like super expensive. It's very, you know, inexpensive relative to, you know, the East and West Coast, for example. Mm. Um, and it's easier to rock. It's easier to get like a band, you know, together, I think. Because, you know, you don't have to, like, bust your ass to pay some ridiculous rent. You can, you can you know, focus on rocking a bit more. So I think I think people do that. It's what we all should be doing. Works out. Yeah, you got to rock. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself thinking, to quote Frankie Avalon from Back to the Beach, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, did I ever leave Ohio? No, I don't question that. Okay. I mean, you can carry rock and roll I, with you. Uh, maybe I think, uh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, didn't I leave Ohio sooner? Oh. I would say. And I, I love Ohio, don't get me wrong. But I, I think uh, me leaving was the best thing I ever did in life. Um, in terms of uh, 
leading me to, you know, where I am today and the things that I'm doing and, you know, having two flying V's and things like that. I was going to ask, you probably didn't have those flying V's when you're in Ohio. That came with me. I did have one of them. I did have one of them. But the the other one I I just got like uh, a couple months ago. Oh. So it's very new. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has anyone ever made a flying W? Like like a double neck flying V? I, I bet they I bet they have. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, you raise a good point, uh, flying W. I think so. I would think so, you know? I mean, Weezer should do it. Why you wouldn't know? you? Yeah, you would. Th- I bet I'm Googling flying W. Not coming up yet. Oh, just bear with me. Maybe if nothing comes up, we should cut this part of the interview and you know maybe manufacture it. Um, I'm not finding a flying W. I have to say. Well, you heard it here first, but, um, folks. Though I'm a fan of the reverse. They Gibson made a couple. Uh, they made a couple reverse flying V's. Isn't that dangerous? I would think it would be a little dangerous, but. Probably, I don't even know if it'd be that fun to play, to be honest. My Flying V is very fun to play. I love it. My Dunnable one. Nice. The Gibson one I actually broke, so it's in pieces in my closet. From rocking too hard? uh, I just threw it one day uh, out of frustration. It was a really dumb thing to do, but uh, it happened, and it kind of exploded on contact. Did you record the sound? No, I it, it didn't I just kind of threw it against I didn't intend to break it or anything. It just kind of uh I threw it against like a padded wall, like a soundproof wall and I thought it would just lean against the wall and then it uh it exploded instead into like multiple pieces. So Joke's on me, I guess. Yikes. Oh, I, I can feel it. My yeah. soul. My rock and roll soul. Oh, totally. I get it. I have a question. Uh, if you had a time machine, you, you, do you have a time machine? Not yet. Okay. You might be obtaining one. I might. It, all right, cool. If you had a time machine, what musical moment would you like to go back and witness? Like for myself, I would like to be there when ACDC wrote big balls i think the sheer jubilation at that moment is would be like a a joy the world has rarely felt i that would be a pretty great moment i mean you know i think when bon with all due respect to brian johnson i mean you know i'm i much prefer the bon scott era of acdc yes uh i just it's just better in my expert and completely accurate opinion and so uh I can't. I I would like to be around for that, but I don't know. Like, part of me is like, maybe I, it would be cool to see like the Kinks in the '60s. I would be into that. Ooh, I went on a a, a walking tour of uh, I guess Manhattan, like of all the old venues that they used to have. Some point this mm-hmm. last year, someone was showing us all around, and uh, I think it was what the Fillmore East, uh, 1970. The Kinks and Miles Davis played together. That would have been an incredible oh, show. Oh, wow. That's a wild lineup. Yeah. 
Especially if like John McLaughlin was on guitar. I mean, I would love to see that. Another another musical event I would like to be there for was, uh, you know, that Van Halen song, Beautiful Girls, last song on Van Halen 2. Sure. Van Halen 2. Yeah. You get the demos, like the early demos they did. It was known as, the song was called Bring On The Girls. And I would love to have been there when like management sat them down and said, guys, you can't call it that. Wait, they were called. It was called "Bring On the Girls." Yeah, there's a demo called "Bring On the Girls." Bring on the girls! Wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, well, it's Bring much better. But speaking of VH, do you remember where you were when you heard that David Lee Roth left Van Halen in 1985? Ooh, uh, I don't. I must have heard it on MTV or something. I guess, right? Yeah, I remember someone telling me at school, and it was just like, "Yeah, this doesn't make any sense." You know, it doesn't. It still doesn't make any sense. But you know, here we are. I know. I can't even imagine what it's like for someone born after 1985 who didn't even know what it was like. You know, when everything was still okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just I'm not a fan of all. Of the Hagar years. It was a whole you know, different thing. Not to be a bitch or anything. Yeah. Not to be a fucking bitch. But, you know, that's what I have to say about that. I didn't come here to be a fucking bitch. But, but, anyway. And Van Halen sounds like they're done. Yeah, I've been trying not to keep up with that seems too sad but yeah i heard some stuff recently i'm glad i finally got to see them on the last tour i didn't get to see it i I feel bad but it it was a i did see van hagar a couple times i've seen van hagar so there my first ever gig was a david lee ross eat him and smile tour which was wild with steve vi oh uh, billy sheehan i saw that I saw that at least I saw let me think about that. Let me get back to you on that. But okay. maybe I didn't I might not have seen it with Billy Sheen. I can't remember. I maybe didn't see it until I feel like I saw it with Billy Sheen, but maybe I'm like imagining that. I know I saw David Lee Roth twice solo. Actually three times, but oh. with Steve Vai twice. Maybe even four times. I think you might remember, remember if you saw Billy Sheen because he and Steve Vai did this double, you know, guitar and bass solo. You know, just you know, going back and forth, which just blew minds. You know, as you can imagine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And there was all that talk that Eddie wanted uh, Billy Sheen to join Van Halen, like in the early '80s. But like, I, I still can't picture that working. You know, it would have been completely wait, that's different. really. I had heard that. Yeah, like they would play with Talis and. Uh, I didn't hear that. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. Wow. Hmm. This kind of blows my blows my mind wide open. That would have been a good band, though. I have to say. Oh yeah. I, 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 it would have been completely different than uh, you know what we know of as Van Halen with a sort of just straight eighth notes on bass. I saw Mr. Big. I saw Mr. Not Big. Not to brag. I think I have Paul Gilbert's pick from they was throwing out then. I don't know if he had I love the drill. Paul Gil- yeah. Paul Gilbert rules. 
I'm a huge shred. Paul Gilbert fan. He shreds. Yeah. He's he rules at guitar. I, w- I want to be able to shred like him one day. I've got it. I've got a lot of work to do. Whew. You can got my shred, work though. cut out for me. I've seen you. You shred. I can shred, but not on that level. Not on that total godlike level. But uh, yeah, he rules. Yeah, I saw them. Their last. They're done now. I think oh. they're done for good because their their drummer died. Oh really? I didn't know that. That's sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't come here to school you, but yeah. well, you did. Here we are. I should have been up on this, you know. I it's mean, okay. You can't beat yourself up about. I'm not this. talking about Billy Sheehan. It's not fair. Not thank you, Dave. But uh, I saw Mr. Big at Toad's place in Connecticut, New Haven. And I was thinking about this the other day. I also saw Lynch Mob there, you know, George Lynch's solo project. You know, actually, him and Wild Mick Brown. I saw Lynch Mob uh, before, not to brag. <laughs> well, we can brag. I've seen Dawkins before, too. I've seen the original lineup of Dawkins. I've seen Lynch Mob. Yep, it's all happening for me. I like to get out there and rock, just rock with a abandon or lack, whatever. Maybe lack of abandon. However, I'm not sure how it works. Really. Both. Hopefully, you see my. Point. I do. I do. Just rocking. And we know what that rhymes with. Exactly, Doctor Priya Dawkin of Colorado. I can't wait to hear her solo album. It's gonna be wild. See how I brought it full circle. You did. You did. Well done. And that's yep. all my questions. That's so professionalism. We can end it here. Wow. Do you, do you have anything coming up you'd like to plug? Let's think. I guess my new book, Parking the Moose, always happy for people to buy that. I'll second that. I enjoyed uh-huh. that very much. Very funny book. Yeah. That's probably the big thing I'm pushing on the people. right? And Witch Taint Record out April, April 10th on oh. TP Records. Nice. So, yeah, that's, that's what I got for the people today. today. I think we brought the people a lot today. Yes. We did. We gave the people what they needed. Maybe not what they wanted, but what they needed. Well, I hope we gave you what you needed. I mean, just let it sit a while if it's not immediately obvious, you know. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it and all that jazz. You know, tell your friends, etc. And check out some more Young Southpaw stuff at youngsouthpaw.com. There's some wild stories up there, man. I'm going to play out with Dave's song, Parkin' the Moose, that he wrote to go along with the book's release, which, quite frankly, I think all authors should be doing. I mean, imagine if Vladimir Nabokov put out, like, Invitation to a Rock and Roll Happening, or, like, Tolstoy released the 7-inch single, War and Disco, you know? I mean, that'd be rad. So here's Parkin' the Moose, and see you next week, y'all. It's my book about Canada No matter where you are I think you should read it Parking the Moose My grandpa was from Canada So I decided to uncover My incredible Canadian roots I traveled through Canada near and far I ate more poutine 
shots That's a lot of cheese curd Park in the moose It's my book about Canada It's a fascinating country It's easy to see I could have written 50 chapters On just Getty Lee I nailed it. <laughs>